This is Creepy and Geeky. Welcome. I'm your host, Robert, and today's guest is Egraine Hackett Cantabrana. Egraine is the host of the What a Scream podcast and a senior contributor to Moving Pictures Film Club and a contributor to Ghouls Magazine. Welcome to the show, Egraine. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we've uh, kind of talked about it a few times, you know, bouncing back and forth, but uh, I'm, I'm glad I finally uh, got you on for a uh, for a podcast episode, and uh, we're today we're going to be talking uh, some fun uh, Kevin Smith movies uh, that you just can't find anywhere <laughs> anymore. Uh, we're going to be talking Dogma and Red mm-hmm. State. Yes. Yeah, both uh, v- both very religious themed, uh, and both uh, so out of print that they are literally almost impossible to find uh, <laughs> affordably, at least. Uh, I, I know that I paid uh, $80 for uh, my copy of Dogma, which I just recently found uh-huh. out on my, on my watch of it. The audio wasn't the greatest. Oh my so, God. Yeah, I was not, not, for the most part, it's okay. But when there's some music in certain yeah. parts, it, it kind of garbles it a little bit. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. no. So, <laughs> oh, well, so, <laughs> but anyway, uh, how, what is your uh, what is your history uh, with uh, Kevin Smith movies in general? Um, so it's pretty funny because like Kevin Smith has always obviously been on my radar. You know, I've seen Clerks and Clerks right. Two, and and I was he's never really crossed my mind. But when I think about when someone comes to me with these films, I'm like, actually, like I really like him as a filmmaker, um, as a comedic one as well as like. Right kind of a thriller horrific one as well um I think he's really smart and he's really funny at the same time um but not kind of up his own ass funny he's just yeah just a funny bloke like um he's also really good at playing on people's fears as well um as you'll see in like red state um but yeah I I really like him he seems like a really nice bloke as well (laughs) like someone you want to go for a beer with um oh yeah so yeah, he, he seems quite cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I've I've been a f- big fan of his uh, uh, pretty much since the beginning. Um, I think, you know, my memory is always kind of hazy, but I think my first <laughs> exposure to him was with Clerks. Uh, definitely mm. with Mallrats for sure. Uh, mm. But I, I believe Clerks uh, I saw at least around the same time period, and uh, I fell in love with his stuff. Same with the Quentin Tarantino um, stuff that right. They both came up right around the same mm-hmm. time and they both affected me differently, you know, uh, for different reasons. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I would say for sure that Kevin Smith is, is very good with the comedy and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just kind of like the, you know, he doesn't get a lot of credit for this. At least I haven't seen very many people do it, but he's very good at, um, uh, touching on human issues like that we mm. all deal with, you know, love and friendship and, you know, what all those mean to everybody. And I think that's what um, ultimately like fans of his can connect with mm. that you don't, that 
they get dismissed a lot because of all the, you know, what he calls dick and fart jokes. So, you know, it's, I just think that he, he balances that very well. If you're, if you really look at his movies and really enjoy them, you'll see that he, he balances the heart along with the humor and in such a good way. And then deviating with you with both of these movies, dogma definitely falls more into the, um, the, the very humorous side. I mean, we got Jay and Silent Bob and, you know, all this comedic, a, a comedic viewing of religion, mm. uh, taking, taking a very heavy subject and uh, skewering it with that humor. Uh, whereas with Red State, it's very much just a straight ahead thriller horror movie. Mm. And you know, it's, uh, you know, two sides of the same coin in terms of religion, and how, how to, how it affects us in the, on a day day basis. So yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, let's jump straight into dogma and uh, let's do it. Uh, yeah. So uh, so what what do you think of the movie overall? I love dogma. Like <laughs> anyone that knows me, you know, I'm I'm from Ireland, really Catholic country. Um, yeah. a lot of indoctrination here. It's still you know <laughs> the church and state is not separated here still, oh, and yeah. so I love any film kind of takes the piss out of religion especially <laughs> catholicism like oh, that yeah. that is it the opening scene where uh george carlin unveils buddy jesus and it is the <laughs> funniest shit i have ever seen because here in catholic ireland they, they're always trying to like appeal to the youth right they even had this uh rapper priest come out and he oh, did no. this song called like it was like who's in the house jesus in the house and he was trying to appeal to like the hip-hop it was so funny um and it it was a real priest and everything and so this opening scene where you've got this catholic priest trying to appeal you know what was it called like catholic wow or something catholicism wow yeah yeah that's it and like from the get-go i was like this is my kind of film like i fucking love this film and it looks at this kind of christian mythology and i mean it 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 carries on this Christian mythology into the storyline, but at lots of times it really takes the piss out of it and it really mm-hmm. exposes its um, kind of how hypocritical it is. Um, but also kind of not being patronizing at the same time, yeah. which I think is uh, something that Kevin Smith does really, really well. Um, it's, it's just so smart how he takes the piss out of christianity but does it in a really endearing way (laughs) no he does a really good job of balancing that skewering it really hard and (laughs) really pointing out the hypocrisies of it but also Mm. celebrating it as well that like just you know because at the end i mean he doesn't come down on either side of that you can go away from that movie and making up your own mind about what you what your own feelings are on that because he leaves you with both, both hands in that. Like, you know, do you, it's okay to not believe and it's okay to believe. And, you know, and, and, and he's not, he's not being preachy about it um, at all. And I, that's what I enjoy most about the film is that, you know, as, as somebody like myself, I, I, I've been very uh, non-religious for, you know, like all of my adult life. And I just, I don't care for religion. I'm not, I'm not atheist, but I don't care for religion. Yeah. And so watching something like this is fun, especially the part with George Carlin, because I've always yeah. been a huge George Carlin fan and knowing that he's an atheist 
playing this cardinal was yeah. just great. It was like perfectly on point for him. And yeah. it is just fantastic. Yeah, I think with Kevin Smith, what he says in this film, I'm like, I could be completely wrong, but he's like, you know what? It's okay to believe. It's okay to have faith. What's not okay is organized religion and how yes, it yeah, absolutely. Um, impacts on reproduction issues or, you know, how this Catholic priest who thinks he's the be all and end all, you know, goes around blessing his own golf clubs. You know, it's like yeah. this really kind of like... It, he's like, it's all right to believe, but like, don't get indoctrinated into this bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. And I think I, the funny thing is the movie is even more timely now than it was mm. then. I mean, it was timely then. It's one of those, it's one of those movies that because of religion and because of the state of reproductive health in, in, in the world, not only, but just even in the U S now is just, it's crazy. And so this movie just speaks to the current situations in a lot of ways that, you know, I wish that this movie was widely available. Yeah. Uh, it, it sucks that unfortunately the rights are still tied up with stupid the Weinsteins and, yeah. and everything. And if we could eventually get that untangled, because I know the Weinsteins owned it, but they distributed it through Lionsgate. And that's what I'm okay. hoping on is that, because I'm pretty sure everything that the Weinsteins own is now owned by another company. So I don't know why, this stuff, including um, a dogma and red state, aren't both available through somewhere else at this point. So, yeah, especially through streaming. So, yeah, I mean, let's hope it. I mean, it went past its twenty-year anniversary and didn't. There yeah. wasn't a peep about it. So let's hope maybe a twenty-five-year anniversary we might get. Fingers a bit crossed. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so fucking funny. It shows like, I mean, <laughs> I'm. I'm really into like Christian mythology and there's a really funny bit where Chris, I think it's Chris Rock's character, um, Rufus, who's like, stop calling it Christian mythology. Um, yeah. But it is, you know, for me, it's Christian mythology where right. um, they're, you know, they're talking about how um, everyone sees the, the Christian lore as white, predominantly white. And, right. you know, Rufus, Chris Rock's character was like, I was the 13th apostle and I wasn't shown because I was black. And he's like, you know what? Jesus was black. Um, and there's all these funny bits where it's like, it's pointing out, as we said, the hypocrisy of Christianity. Like, of course, Jesus was black. He's from the Middle East. Like, yeah. you know, he's not a white guy. Like, he's definitely yeah. not. Um, and the fact that we've got Loki, who is a, 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 an avenging angel, an angel of death. And that's what angels were in the beginning. They were terrible mm. creatures who were like really into their massacres. Um and then we've got God portrayed as a woman, really well yes. done by Alanis Morissette. And it's oh, just yeah. hilarious how everyone thinks like God is this man that everyone should fear. And it turns out to be this woman who loves doing headstands against a tree. Like, you yeah. know, it's just, I just think it's such a smart movie. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, you know, being a fan of Kevin Smith uh, from the beginning and, uh, you know, getting to see his movies as they came along. Uh, that was it like it was so funny to see the the brouhaha over it that mm. was coming about and just when it finally came out it was such a it's not a movie that is offensive at all yeah. like not really I mean sure yeah. there's a shit monster in it and that's kind of offensive but <laughs> I was like oh that's just gross no I don't want to see that but <laughs> 
but other than, other than that, you know, it's a great movie. And, you know, he's got such a great cast in it. I mean, mm. it's ostensibly the first Jay and Silent Bob fronted movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's you know, we've got Chris Rock. We've got uh, Alan Rickman, Alanis Morissette, Selma Hayek, uh, uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Mm. You know, everybody is so good in that movie. Linda Fiorentino and whatever. Um, yeah. I read something today that said he Kevin Smith had a really hard time with her and I don't I'd always heard that before too but today was the first time I I had read this little bit that mm. he wished he had actually cast Janine Garofalo who is in the movie in a very small mm, yeah. role but if he had cast her instead in the main role and I was like oh that would have been fantastic yeah. that would have been such a better movie and the movie's already great on its own but that would have been that would have elevated yeah. it up even higher to have a a different actress because I think Linda Fiorentino just doesn't fully connect with us or the audience or anything else and yeah. it's just it's it's unfortunate that that small mm. part of it but the rest of the movie is so good it's yeah. so many great actors um so many great performances in it. it's yeah ridiculous yeah I actually think it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's best role like I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of these two like I just think they're the real generic like white male actors that you see a lot and I just yeah. think they're they're fantastic as these two angels desperate to get back into heaven especially Matt Damon like Matt Damon gets so much shit because he's you know Matt Damon um yeah he's fantastic as Loki like he's so psychopathic but then he has this amazing character development at the end where he realizes that it was Ben Affleck after all this time pushing him and like using him basically and he just has this amazing character development where he flips and he realizes it's like he gets drunk and it's just I really love these two as the I couldn't imagine anyone else as these angels but it's just so hard to believe that it's Madeleine and Ben Affleck um but yeah I think it's their greatest role ever no, and I think that I think that's what's funny too is I think Matt Damon does a better job when he is when it looks like he's having fun, more comedic yeah. style roles and stuff like um the little bits that he's played in the uh the MCU in the Marvel movies yeah. and stuff. He plays a he plays an actor playing Loki in the last yeah. two Thor movies, and those are hilarious bits. Uh yeah. so it's 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 great to see him continue the Loki. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, I, I like Ben Affleck more in the early days especially with his kevin Mm -hmm. smith stuff uh once he got to be bigger i just don't think he fits a star mold as well as more of a i think he's better as a character actor Um, yeah and so i think that you know or at least a smaller actor uh seeing Mm -hmm. him in the big budget stuff just never works for me like watching him as batman i'm just like it so disconnects for me i'm like he is not a good batman so. I feel so bad for him. Like I want him to succeed. Like he's one of yeah. those actors that you want to succeed, but you're just like, oh, petal. Like it's just not working for you. Like no, bless no. your little cotton socks. It's just not working. <laughs> yeah, no. I again, I think he's better at doing the character work, the small, the small roles, the the indie stuff. I think he. Yeah. I think he's an indie actor who, you know, because he's got those looks that mm. it helped elevate him it pushed him a little bit more forward and it's like nah dude you sh- you need to pull back and yeah do do the indie work more because i think yeah. he's more I, I think in a, in a way he's much more successful with that rather than the generic hero acting absolutely so, yeah i agree um but uh you know in um uh, but yeah no i agree it's 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 some of their best work in this one yeah uh, they, they do a great job 
for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's it's great. The other little small roles. I mean, Alan Rickman's got a really tiny role in this, but it, it's mm-hmm. so good. I, I've loved Alan Rickman forever too. So yeah. of course, getting his start with you know in American movies with Die Hard. Yeah. So yeah, I I just uh, love how like you know he plays Metatron, who is the voice of God. And he's right. such a sarcastic little bitch. And I just love that that the voice of God, like right. Alan Rickman. And I just feel like it. That's just that that that's just how Alan Rickman is in, <laughs> in real life. Like he's that's just, just how himself, I always, like <laughs> yeah, he's just playing himself. <laughs> well, that, that, that's how I've always just seen him outside of work. So you know, it's mm. <laughs> just a sarcastic jackass. <laughs> but a good natured one, you know. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but uh you know it's 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 uh, it's just a it it tackles that 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 religion stuff but in such a great stupid way especially because jay and silent bob are the main characters they're the leads yeah i mean linda fiorentino's character is supposed to be the lead but i really think it's the jay and silent bob show um yeah. and it's it just i don't know it, it's <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just a lot. It's just a lot of fun. I think they're, I mean, you could watch their characters and you could be really offended by them. But I think what, especially with like Jay, like such a shithead, like, but the constantly trying to have sex with her. Right. And, you know, you could obviously look back and be like, oh, it's really problematic. And sure, there are problematic parts of it. You've got to remember this was the 90s or, you know, the early 2000s. I think what Kevin Smith does with those characters, especially with Jay, he makes a commentary on it. He's like, look, yes, he is a shithead because he is a product of his time and because he's obviously trying to make up for something which is kind of revealed, you know, um, I think, is it Rufus or Metatron reveals that when he masturbates, it's over men. He's thinking of guys, Um, yeah. Yeah. And so there is that thing of obviously around this time being gay was quite you had to still be closeted so a lot of people overcompensated and I really think Kevin Smith was making a commentary about it how yes he is super problematic and he's a dickhead but at the core of it he's a good guy because you know there is a point where he's like look women's bodies they're their own and you know yeah fuck anyone who tries to change that or you know fuck these religious assholes and you know, by the end of it, they are willing to put their lives at risk for yeah. this woman. And essentially, they're good guys. Like, yes, they're yeah. complete assholes, but as I said, product of their time. Um, well, I think just, it's... Really... No, no, go but ahead. I was just going to say, they're really fucking funny as well. And like, Kevin <laughs> Smith, like, Silent Bob doesn't say a fucking thing, but just Kevin Smith and the way he plays Silent Bob with just his facial expressions. Oh, Yeah. So fucking funny and so fucking talented. Oh, he downplays his acting ability, but being able to act without barely talking and just through physical and facial expressions is fantastic. Like he is so good at that. And it's, it's, he dismisses it way too much. And I do think that it's funny too, because what you said about how um, Rufus reveals that, uh, you know, when uh, Jay masturbates that he's thinking of guys, and you know, Silent Bob like looks at him all shocked, but Jay goes, "Dude, not all the time, not all the time." Yeah. So it's not even like a—he's not even trying to deny it. Yeah. He downplays it, but he's not denying it, which I thought yeah. was an interesting way of saying it too, because 
he wasn't it wasn't a a denouncement of homosexuality at all exactly, it was yeah. a you know hey you know sometimes i do he was admitting yeah. it you know yeah. so yeah. it was an interesting little little bit that it was a kind of a blinking you miss it bit and you could take yeah. it one way or the other but i do think that it was very like nice way of saying that so yeah and i think like even when uh bob kind of looks at him shocked it's not like disgust shocked it's more no. like it's more like why haven't you told me like you know why yeah. you know you don't need to hide that from me kind of um yeah it's not i mean definitely for a nine to nine film you think it would be a lot more problematic um, I mean, me and my partner went back and watched a bunch of like, dude, where's my car and all this kind of stuff. And we were watching it and we were like, Ooh, oh, this yeah. is terrible. But like looking back on this film, they're, like I really wasn't shocked. Yeah. It was just kind of like, actually, the film still holds up. Yeah, no, it really does. And I, and I think that's what's that's, you know, I think his only movie that does, that doesn't really hold up that well is probably Chasing Amy. Mm. Um and you know he admits that himself, and yeah. you know he admitted afterward that that was just not the right way to go about that movie. Yeah. And it's, you know, that doesn't take away from it. You can see even when even in that movie that he's trying to say something good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that's you know that's ultimately where um, Kevin Smith comes from. Is he fully comes from the heart? Yeah. And he's really trying to imbue, you know, all of his movies with that, especially the Viewisk Universe movies that, you know, that despite all the shenanigans and all the, the weird shit that happens, that it everything comes from the heart and everybody is um, coming from a good place. Yeah. And so at least, the you know, the, the, the positive people in there, they're obviously yeah. negative people in there. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a. Uh, but yeah, and even with this movie, I mean, most of the people in this are trying to, even Bartleby and Loki aren't necessarily evil per se. Yeah. They just, their their motivation is to get back that love of God that yeah. they miss um, because mm-hmm. they made a, 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 a bad mistake and yeah. they just want to be forgiven and to do that. And they're willing to do everything, including destroy the universe to yeah. get back there. And which is, you know, obviously dumb, be, yeah. but- yeah it's a but you know at the end of the day most of the people who are trying to get this all fit get this all done are coming from a good place even Azrael and everybody else are trying to get back to something resembling what they had before yeah and it's mostly the movie's more about like you said it's more about faith and Mm -hmm. not religion and just finding faith in something uh, yeah. re- regardless of what that is. Mm. And, um, and I think that's, I think that's what it should come down to from, you know, everyday people anyway, is at yeah. the end of the day, you know, e- atheist, religious, or whatever, have faith in something that keeps you going. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's what I love about this movie is that that's what it's saying. And yeah. Uh, mm. and 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 you truly feel that when you watch it yeah absolutely i mean there's a there's a bit where again i can't remember those roofs on metatron said that you know the worst thing that happened to humanity humanity was when everyone split up to you know like buddhist uh christian yeah. jewish and what he was basically <laughs> saying there was like we're all people who have 
faith um, and we shouldn't be separated because of this, because of religion, basically, that it's all the one belief, whether you are polytheistic, monotheistic, we all believe in something. We're all human. Um, And there should never be war or, you know, uh, any sort of bad vibes because of it. Right. And I mean, you know, we see that today's society as well. I mean, there's so many things being said and mm-hmm. done in the name of, you know, whatever God somebody believes in and, exactly, yeah. you know, and, and rather than finding the commonalities between all of us, everybody's mm-hmm. finding the divisions and mm-hmm. using those to make things you know worse rather than make it better. And exactly. I don't want to get too yeah. preachy on the podcast, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's ultimately where this all comes from. And, you know, that's what I love about it is that, you know, he does make mention of that. And then Rufus says the thing about, you know, uh, it shouldn't be about belief. It should be about an idea. Um, mm. Everybody has good ideas, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's, that's what it should be about. It should be about a good idea not a, a belief. And yeah. so when it comes right down to it so yeah yes um let's see um uh, i do think it's funny that even in 1999 when this movie came out that it had been that it was getting massive protests especially for a movie that had not been seen yet i mean it's of one thing to it was. <laughs> yeah of course it's one thing to protest a movie once it's out and you've been able to see it and you know what it's fully yeah. about and everything but to protest a movie that hasn't even come out yet is just ridiculous Uh, because you don't know anything about it yeah I mean of course it was like yeah I I mean even when um oh god the Da Vinci Code came out and there was massive protests here in Ireland I'm sure there was in America you're just like ah lads come on I'm sure you've got other things to worry about like right like seriously like go do something else Right. If you're that secure in your religion and your faith, you. like why give a shit? Like, you know, Absolutely. like you, you deal with your own shit before you start protesting <laughs> a bleeding right. film with Alanis Morissette starring as God. Like, come on. Oh man. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's funny too, because there were protests against it that Kevin Smith actually went out to one of the protests and nobody recognized him. So he went into the crowd and was protesting his own movie too. And so then a reporter came up and said, you know, they're like, aren't you Kevin Smith? <laughs> He's like, no, I get that all the time though. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I'm protesting this movie. And like, he, <laughs> it's so funny because they've actually got it recorded and they actually like made it on the news and stuff. Oh my God. So I'm going to have to go. I'm sure that's on YouTube. I'm going to have to go seek it out. I think it, uh, yeah, I, it, it's probably on YouTube. I, yeah. There's a, um, on YouTube is the making of, uh, it's called okay. In Defense of Dogma. Yeah, uh, look that up, and I, it's 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 actually a, a, a long documentary, uh, and so it's probably in there as well. So oh, okay, amazing. Yeah, and so this movie was interesting too because up until this point, uh, his first um, what three movies? Because this was his fourth. Yeah, his first three movies, Clerks, Small Rats, and Chasing Amy. Well, Clerks and Chasing Amy were both um, done through Miramax. Uh, Mall Rats was done through Universal. But yeah. uh, the the original two were done through um, Miramax. But because Dogma was potentially controversial, Disney, yeah. who owned Miramax at the time, did not want to uh, 
distribute it. And Ooh. so that's why the Weinsteins ended up buying it themselves and then pushing yeah. it through uh, uh, Lionsgate. Yeah, no, I'm the same yeah. thing about the Weinsteins. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so, so that's why it's, I think that's why it's a little bit harder, uh, like I okay. said, to, to get it out on, uh, to get it out on video. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, because Disney was a little gun shy about that. And I mean, when it comes down to it, it's really not that it's uh, uh, yeah. really not that big of a deal. I think they said, too, that Lionsgate, um, it was their most profitable movie uh, Ooh, okay. until 2004. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure what unseated it, but it was it was their most profitable movie for like five years. Wow. And so it's like, well, it turned out really well for Lionsgate. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Disney kind of messed up there, which is surprising just, sometimes. I was just looking up because I was like, I bet it was banned in Ireland. And it actually wasn't um, oh. banned in Ireland. Because like, so From Dusk Till Dawn was banned here. Was, oh, wow. Yeah. So was the sequel, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> and funnily enough, so was uh, WrestleMania 2001 was banned here as well. So it's really surprising how Dogma wasn't banned here because yeah. um, I fully expected it to be. But yeah, you would think, yeah, because it's so much more, you know, specifically about right? Catholicism. You yeah, know, that, that would have been. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, I, fi- <laughs> I find that I find the weird like the the banning of stuff in Britain and Ireland and all that uh, always fascinating, too, because of the 80s, the video yeah. nasties and and everything is such a weird thing because we did didn't have that here in america they just yeah. they put out everything they were just like all right we're just gonna shove it on video and it doesn't matter uh, yeah i mean the the exorcist was basically banned until 1997 um so weird texas chainsaw massacre was banned until 1999 wow so, yeah and um, not that that stopped any of you from being able to see it because you guys all just traded like bootlegs for you know, I know all right? that time so it's like yeah it's ridiculous yeah it's like and then nowadays- Go ahead. I, I Spit on Your Grave was banned four times. So um, it was originally banned in 1994 and then 2000 and then 2002 and then 2010 again. Wow. I know. Okay, so I'm, I'm really surprised that Dogma is in amongst that because um, I would have yeah. thought that would be like high on the list there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess Kevin Smith dodged that one. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Um yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a great movie. I enjoy it. it it's uh, I hadn't seen it in so long, uh, so it was great revisiting it. Yeah, um, it's such a fun watch as well. You know, like yes, it has really deep meanings and you yeah. know whatever, but just put it on it, and it's actually like it's laugh out loud. Like I was watching it today, and I had it on my laptop and my headphones in, and I was like pissing myself laughing, and my husband and my kid were like, "What are you watching?" And I was like. <laughs> I couldn't even talk. It was so funny. <laughs> but it is that great film to just pop on if you need to have a laugh. Like it's a great film. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's it, I. It's it's and unfortunately because the disc hasn't been available for so long. I think there's mm. a whole bunch of people who've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's unfortunate because it, it it really does. Uh, it, it it's such a good movie that I think a lot of a lot more people should be watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, dogma specifically? I don't think so. I think I've pretty much expressed my whole love for dogma. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, good. I'm ready to move on to the not so fun film. Oh, <laughs> yes, this one, 
This one, yeah. So we'll move on to Red State. Uh, this one was interesting too because I did like this one because he toured this one. This was another one that I don't even think the Weinstein's wanted to touch. Uh, mm. This one, he ended up distributing it himself. Yes. Uh, and then he took it on a road show, which is what he's kind mm. of done with his movies ever since. Uh, he's gone on a really, like since Red State, he's gone on a very much a, a much higher um, uh, independent style mm. of uh, distribution, uh, which he's doing right now with Clerks 3 as well. He's doing the road yeah. show. And uh, which I think is great in a way but it also because it doesn't go wide uh i tend to miss them uh yeah and so i did miss this one i didn't see it in a road show uh it wasn't until i got to see it on video um and yeah. the first time i watched it because i was such a fan of all of his viewers universe stuff that mm. this one really left me kind of cold and i wasn't really? as big a fan of um the first time i watched it uh this watching it the other day i wa it was only my second time watching it i enjoyed it a whole hell of a lot more than i did originally and i yeah. find it to be a fantastic movie um I, you know you I think you if you go to, into it sorry yeah. i think if you go into it thinking right this is a kevin smith film then yeah. you're gonna be severely disappointed because it right. is not it is not a, a kevin smith film that you've previously kind of expect um i remember when I can't remember whether it had gone into production or whatever, but there was so much talk about it because they were like, oh, my God, Kevin Smith is doing a horror film. And, you know, everyone was excited about it because obviously they were so used to his kind of comedy. Um, right. And so I, I do remember the talk surrounding this and I do remember being very excited to see it. Um, and once it came out on video or DVD, okay. I was I, I, I loved it straight away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I wish uh, I wish I had uh, enjoyed it the first time, uh, but I, yeah, I just because I had that 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 history with with his movies and and kind of the preconceived notion of what his movies were, mm -hmm. that it was such a weird departure that it it just didn't connect. And but now you know having some distance from it and um, you know and and myself delving. Uh, deeper into horror the last few yeah. years uh, that gave me an, a new appreciation for it. And it is a fantastic movie. It's, mm. it's well shot. Uh, the storyline is really well done. The acting is just great. Mm. Uh, Michael Parks, of course, is fantastic. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a whole nother level for him. Mm. It, 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 it elevated him. Um, and and I definitely think it doesn't get the appreciation that it deserved yeah. at the time for sure. And like, because again, I didn't give it the appreciation either. And yeah. you know, I think it's going to be one of those ones again if it will ever be released again that it will eventually get the kind of recognition it deserves. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think a lot of people went into it thinking, you know, Jay was going to pop out somewhere and be like, yeah. "What's up, my dudes?" But um. I could definitely see him getting Scoochie himself into this. Yeah, you could definitely see him getting into this like sort of trouble. Um yeah. <laughs> the game now, but um, but you know what? That's what Kevin Smith should do next. He should do like an amalgamation of Red State and <laughs> right. Silent Bob. That'd be amazing. Um <laughs> but yeah, I always find 
comedic actors and directors, they do really well going into horror because oh, yeah. they're two genres that you have to work hard to elicit a physical response, whether that's laughter or fear. And so I find like, you know, when Robin Williams went and did like 24 hour photo, mm-hmm. he was fantastic in it. He was the creepiest fucker I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. Like, um, and so I think Kevin Smith was really good going into this sort of genre because he knows how to elicit fear. And he's obviously a fan of the horror genre. Um, and he knew how to kind of play on society's fears of cults and extremist religion. Um, and he's obviously got a thing about religion if he's yeah. exploring yeah. it in a different vein. So we've got, you know, the the three high school lads that are uh, they think they're hooking up with someone um, and it kind of starts off as like a silly American pie movie almost. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden they wake up and they find themselves the prisoners of this, you know, Fred Phelps style pulp. Um, yeah. And the thing I love about red state is it takes all these twists and turns that you oh, think yeah. you're on some sort of path. You think you're following a character and all of a sudden it takes you in completely different direction and, you're kind of, you, you never know what's going to come next. Yeah, it does that a um, couple of times, yeah. It really does. Um, and there's some really horrible parts, like with uh, the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the boys breaks free. You think he's going to be the main character. And all of a sudden, like, you know, spoiler <sighs> alert, but he gets yeah. killed really horribly. And um, yeah. it's a wild ride. It and, really is, yeah. You know, all through it, you've got John Goodman as kind of the, the anchor character. And he's fantastic in it. Like, I think John oh. Goodman is amazing as yeah. the uh, Yeah, it's one of his FBI best performances agent. for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's just such a horror, you know, it's it's rooted in reality. As I said, like, we've got this Fred Phelps character played by Michael Parks, who is terrifying. Um and it's because it's rooted in reality that you know there are men out there who are leading these cults and exploiting, um, you know, women, children, and people in vulnerable situations to be in these cults. And it's just, it's just terrifying. I find it really scary. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely because of the rooting it in reality like that because of these cults and everything it it definitely lends itself to a a a much scarier um reality than you know a lot of horror movies because you know you know a lot of horror movies you slashers and whatever else a lot of that's just gonna be fake you know it's it's you know or you have to put a lot of belief into it into that and so Whereas with this, I mean, you can fully believe that this kind of situation is really going to happen. And yeah. it's and it, and it elevates that in such a way. And like you said, because it keeps taking these twists and turns, it keeps changing the characters. And John Goodman, as great as he is, he doesn't even come in until like halfway through the movie yeah. as well, too. So and then it shifts that perspective. And then, it's, you know, from his, you know not really necessarily all his point of view, but largely his point of view from that point on. And we're following yeah. his character. And it's 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 interesting to shift that perspective and to uh see the see how it plays out. And and even when it plays out at the end, you're you're thrown for a loop again because you're expecting yeah. this one one thing of happening, and then the, he twists it again, and you're like, wait, 
what? Like, yeah. because, you know, they, they, they think that the trumpets are calling, you know, spoiler alert. For I know, yeah, yeah. Um, but they think the trumpets are calling and they basically give up. And then we find out, oh no, it was a bunch of college kids playing a prank. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully that, that helped the ATF yeah. people, you know, get them. And yeah. it's just, it's fantastic that the way the whole thing is played out. It's, it's so yeah. tense. It's all within like a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? And so it's, it's just the, it's the tension for it all is, is fantastic. And that's, mm. what's great about it is there is a sense of tension throughout the whole movie that once the kids are captured from that point on, you were just constantly on edge of your seat mm. waiting to see what the hell's going to happen. And, you know, and then it just all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And I, I like the way that he's taken a very firm stance in his portrayal of these kind of extremist religions. And especially with the ending, he's almost saying like, look how fucking ridiculous they are. Like, you know, look what you're doing. Like you're, mm. you're, you're killing people and you're hurting women and children. And, you know, you think bleeding trumpets are going to ascend it. You know, it's like right. he's really saying, like, look how fucking how moronic you guys are. Um, there was question about the uh, the original ending. Apparently he had a different ending and it was going to be that the rapture yes. actually happened and the four yeah, horses. Yeah, there was, was a huge angel, yes. angel come down and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm really glad he didn't go with that. Same. Yeah, yeah. it would have it been an interesting take. But yeah, I don't think that it would have worked as well. And I think the way yeah. that the way that he ended it was much better. And yes. you know, I think he did that for the fact that he did not have a special effects budget <laughs> and he had to he had to do it on the cheap. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's fine because it works really yeah. well for you. Yeah, um, it would have muddled, yeah. it would have muddled the message, you know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, having having the more fantastical ending where an angel comes down and yes, obliterates the church and the people within. Great. I get that that's your message that, you know, yes, in the end, heaven doesn't want you either. But yeah. um, but I think you get that well enough through the more yeah. rounded ending. Now, unless unless he decided to bring back Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. <laughs> I would have that liked that. Been great. <laughs> yeah. Bring them back just for the, you know, bring them back exactly. just to raise the down. Th- yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. That would have been a perfect ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah that would that would have been great but yeah i think that you know it's michael parks does a really good job as the as the preacher um uh he is sinister and just truly horrifying in this and it's and it's so funny too because i know him predominantly from uh quentin tarantino and robert rodriguez movies and you know where he plays um sheriff or, or he plays earl mcgraw i think he's either a sheriff or a U.S. Marshal, I can't remember mm-hmm. uh, offhand, but um, his son also plays in those movies as well. And his son is in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, he's a uh, Mordecai. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's funny to see both of them in this. And apparently the reason why they were in this is because uh, that uh, Kevin Smith uh, liked uh, Michael Parks's performance in uh, from dusk till dawn. So, okay. 
So because he liked that so much, he was like, okay, I'm going to pull him in for this. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And apparently um, he was a, a country and gospel singer back during the early Johnny Cash days. Ooh, and so okay. when he's singing in the movie, yeah. he's kind of singing some of those songs and apparently he recorded them on CD later as well. After oh, the movie wow, was okay. done. So, yeah. So if you like that kind of stuff, uh, go search it out. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. it's a, but it, it's, it's fantastic. Cause you know, you see within the, um, his congregation and stuff like that, you see some of his regulars and some of his friends, obviously his wife is in there, Jennifer Schwalbach. She's, mm-hmm. uh, she plays the wife of Mordecai. Um, and then, uh, Betty Adderlin, who was previously in dogma, she played the nun in the beginning that uh, gets yeah. convinced by, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Damon to, uh, uh, renounce her faith um yeah. uh, she's also in this uh there's um there's just a you know smattering of his of his people but he's not also he's not but it's not the the usual view askew people there's no there's no jason muse there's no uh brian yeah. halloran no matt damon or ben affleck sadly <laughs> um <laughs> uh, um but uh you know it's it's great to see him pull continue to pull from that 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 of people that he's comfortable with and can yep. make these movies with, but still pull in new people like John Goodman and uh, yeah, uh, Melissa Leo's in this and does a really good performance as well. Um, it's it's he's 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 a great director with actors, and I think that's yeah. you know he, again he, he gets so little um, recognition for the work he really has done. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 creating these in in creating these uh movies that really will you know despite a few things here or there will you know will stand the test of time eventually be showing just how good of a writer and a director he truly was yeah um and is you know he's still he's still making movies and i love that he's going back to the viewers universe i love that we're getting the Mm -hmm. clerks three i love that we got jay and silent bob reboot Mm -hmm. um but i would like to see him continue to do these little side movies that aren't connected to that as well. See him uh, stretch uh, when he, when he, when he can get the damn budget for it. Yeah. Um, I think that's unfortunate that he doesn't get it uh, typically. Yeah. I mean, usually I have a problem with directors constantly using the same actors. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to rob zombie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I feel like with Kevin Smith, he really knows how to utilize his actors. Like, it's not like he's putting his mates in the film and being like, hey, you're going to be in my film. He's like, you know what? I work with these people and they're so fucking good that I want to work with them again. But I also know when to get other people in my film. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not going to keep recycling just for the, the fact of it. And, you know, obviously these people really enjoy working with him. And you can see that yeah. in in stuff like dogma um you know as we said matt damon seems to be having a ball this time and it's probably down to the you know the the work set that kevin smith has put out um and that's another thing i really admire about him as well yeah no i i agree yeah it's 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 you know i i you see it you know, obviously Quentin Tarantino reuses a lot of his favorite mm. actors. I mean, Sam Jackson's a lot of his stuff. I mean, mm. don't get me wrong. I'll take Sam Jackson pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Adam Sandler's movies always have the same group mm. of people in them. But again, those movies kind of lend itself to it as well. You know, it's, it's, I think the comedy kind of stuff 
helps. It's it's different when it's dramatic. I think mm. to, if you keep trying to use the same people over and over and over again, it's like when Martin Scorsese uses Robert De Niro for a lot of movies and then yeah. uses um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for a lot yeah. of his movies. It's just like, okay, pick some different people. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah. Uh, I, I like those actors. Don't get me wrong, but like you choose somebody else after a while. And that's what I think is yeah. great about Kevin Smith's movies too, is that sure. He uses Matt Damon and Ben Affleck or whatever. Ben Affleck's been in several of them. But Ben Affleck was only the star in one movie. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's each movie has different stars. And yeah. well, I guess two because he was in Jersey Girl as well. Yeah. Um, but um, it's I enjoy the fact that he reuses, like you said, reuses the actors, to, yeah. puts them in different roles, gives them different things to do. And yeah. it's not the same thing each time. And yeah. you, you get you get that a little bit more like, you know, he puts his wife in a lot of his movies, but she's largely a background character or a very minor mm. character. She's not the main character. <laughs> Rob Zombie. Um, exactly. and, <laughs> and that's not to say that she's not a good actress. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie. Um, just I just don't know that she's a good enough actress. <laughs> Yeah, um, especially if you're playing like the same character over and over yeah, and over and it's just exactly. like oh you know find someone else to work with like who you can put into a main character role you know just right. yeah I don't know I hate I hate shitting on Sherry Moon because I do quite like her I don't, I'm not a big fan like I don't love Rob Zombie but I, I that's, quite yeah, like that's Sherry my ultimate Moon, thing but... is that like I'm not a huge fan of his movies in general they're okay. They're just not yeah. to me. Yeah. So. I liked them when I was a teen, like, you know, a teenager and kind of yeah. like thinking the House of a Thousand Corpses was like the most extreme thing ever. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you know what? If, <laughs> they enjoy, if they enjoy working together grand, but you know, it yeah. gets boring after a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I, again, that's what I appreciate with Kevin Smith mm. is that he's not, he's not putting, you know, his wife yeah. up to the front each time. I think her biggest role was in uh, uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, where she was one of the you know the cat burglars. Yeah. Uh, but even then, she was like the minorest of the the of the cat burglars. And yeah. so you know, it's it each time he puts her in something, it just seems to be kind of a very side character, and 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 that's what's great. He knows the limitations of doing that, and you know, tries to highlight the 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 other actors more. Uh, yeah. People who are actors yeah uh so it's but this one you know this one's that's what that's what's interesting about this movie too is that it's really you think that it's about the three boys uh in the beginning and it shifts and it's their story gets cut off pretty early um one of them one of them gets to the end but it's or almost to the end um and they but it shifts pretty quickly to Michael Parks's character and to John Goodman. And then it's a movie about them. And, yeah. and uh, it, it's, it's fascinating to see that shift and to, um, and, and, and then with Michael Parks and John Goodman, it's, I mean, it's great because I mean, they are definitely very good actors and, mm. you know, and playing off of each other, but also barely in anything. The only time they're in a scene together is at the very end. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's faction against faction up until that point. And so yeah. it's, it's very, it's very cool to, 
see them dealing with you know what they're having to deal with through the whole thing and that that firefight at the end is very tense and mm. and uh just very very bloody yeah um, yeah so but it's great as a horror film i think it's great i mm-hmm. you know I, I think that you know he accomplishes um creating a horror film that will stand as a great horror film if more people can see it yeah hopefully yeah, along with Dogma, I think that you know both of these need to get reissued and you know, need to come to streaming of some sort. Um, you know, at least VOD that you know people can own it in some way, shape, yeah. or form, so that yeah. uh, it can be seen by a wider audience. Because uh, these, yeah. these both of these movies are fantastic. They both speak about religion in different ways. Um, and you know, one's about you know having having faith, and 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 the other ones about the. Uh, toxicity of faith in a way and uh you know and even dogmas about the toxicity of faith as well and so you know both of these take the same coin and just kind of you know flip it and say you know yeah one can kind of be good and then if you take it too far in this other way this is what can happen yeah i think that you know it made for uh, made for a great double feature in that way yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed them as a double feature because, you know, I'm quite <laughs> anti-religion. So I was like, this is great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think if if anyone is of the same mentality as me, I think they're a great double bill. <laughs> like, I don't know absolutely. whether you should start with Red State and then watch Dogma just so your whole night isn't completely ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see flipping it. Yeah. Um, I Yeah. Yeah, I mean, however you want to do it. Uh, yeah, I think they work. Yeah. I I think they work both hand in hand. I think you can watch them both, e- e- yeah, equally. Um, in in either direction, however you feel comfortable mm. doing it. But uh, yeah, if you'd like to have a little decompression, watch Dogma afterward. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember when I put it out there to uh, uh uh for people to come on and uh choose episodes. You jumped at this one real quick, so. I was like, yeah. okay, so good. I was like, but make sure you have copies. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, because you know what? Like, I mean, it's very hard for me to think of like someone who isn't an out and out horror director. I'm not that I am a massive fan of because I'm one of those awful people that like, you know, last or beginning of this year, I did a roundup of like my top 10 films of the year and they were all horror. And I was just like, <laughs> my God, I'm so boring. Um, but <laughs> When when you put it out and you were like, oh, Kevin Smith, I was like, actually, I really enjoy Kevin Smith films. And, you know, I would I would actually really like to talk about him. So that's why I, I jumped on okay. anything, anything to talk about anti-religion. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out. You got to talk some Kevin yes. Smith and you got to talk some anti-religion and you got to talk some horror. So exactly. it all kind of worked yes. together. <laughs> it did. It all came at Millhouse. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, what, how would you, how would you rate these movies? You know, give me, give me like, you know, out of five stars, how would you rate, uh, uh each of these movies? Um, I would give, and there's no dogma, wrong answers. <laughs> I'd give dogma, um, probably about a four and three quarters stars. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, out of five, I'd give red state about four out of five. If there was anything with red state, I would have liked a bit more of the psychology behind cults, but that's just because I'm a massive yeah. cult nerd. Like I, yeah. I freaking love all that stuff. So, um, 
but yeah, they I, for me they're pretty near perfect films. Like I I love wow. them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I I definitely would give Red State a four star for sure. Yeah. Um, I did give Dogma less. I gave it about a three and a half star. That doesn't mean it's a bad okay. movie. On my rating scale, three is an average movie that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I would probably give it. You know, it it it's edging towards four for me. Um, so maybe a three and three quarter. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, because I do believe it's 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 a really good movie and it's really fun yeah. and uh, yeah. it has a lot to say that we don't uh, we don't yeah. really talk about too much. Yeah, so. you know what it is like. I'm so hard to make laugh. Like when it comes to comedy, yeah. like I'm not not really a fan of comedy films, and it's so <laughs> difficult to make me laugh in a comedy that if that film makes me laugh out loud, then I'm going to give it a high score. Like, all right, yeah. yeah well, I mean, it made your uh, your partner and your uh, and your kid uh, wonder what you were laughing at. So, yeah, I mean, like it, it it worked really well then. Exactly. Yeah. But like, what is that sound coming out of your mouth? Oh, it's a laugh. <laughs> Uh, all right well um i don't think i have anything else to say about it do you have anything else uh, you want to mention about red state no other than go watch it oh absolutely yeah find a copy yeah if you can find a find a copy affordably enough i think i've like i said i paid 80 dollars for my copy of dogma i think i paid 40 dollars for my copy of red state both of them i got through ebay Uh, so yeah, yeah I, so. I just watched them on, you can rent them from YouTube. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's where that's where okay. I watched them. Oh, I'm not sure if that's available as much in the States. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Do that, yeah, because rights distributions and stuff like that are different. Um, okay. so I'm not positive if you can get them here anywhere okay. streaming. So, uh, but yeah, if you can find it anywhere, definitely find it. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Do what you can. Uh, yeah. Definitely uh, check out that uh, uh, In Defense of Dogma d- yeah. documentary too. Uh, that one is definitely on YouTube. Uh, uh, but okay. well, thanks for joining me. I appreciate you uh, coming on. Now is the part of the show where uh, <laughs> you can uh, hype your podcast or and, uh, let people know where you're at on the uh, inter interwebs. Yeah, so uh, you can find the Water Screen podcast um, on. Uh, Spotify and Apple, Google Podcasts, um, anywhere you're really listening to podcasts. Um, I am also on Twitter. That's where I'm most active um, at what underscore scream. And that's where you can kind of keep up with my writing as well. So, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'll uh, have to hit you up for another episode in the future. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks again to E Grain for joining me. Next episode, Kevin Urich joins to talk Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. You can follow the podcast on social media at creepyandgeeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm GeekThulu on Twitter and Geek.Thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more from our Tea Public page. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget, stay creepy.